0: Listening to Extra Time live on LCFC Radio, your place
1: for all the reaction to the weekend's football.
2: Yes, well, hello, welcome along to another episode of Extra Time here on LCFC Radio. But it comes after another disappointing result for Leicester City at the weekend, losing to that late Ross Barkley and Aston Villa goal yesterday at King Power Stadium. We'll hear from Brendan Rogers, James Madison, we'll look at Wesley Fafana's debut, we'll preview the game with Zoya Luhanks on Thursday and we'll also praise James Madison's Goal of the Month um, award winner which won both Premier League Goal of the Month and LCFC Goal of the Month as well. We'll also talk about general Premier League stuff as well and, and again try and get to the bottom of why there's been so many goals this season in the Premier League. Joining me, Dan Bates, in the studio this evening is Matt Elliott and Steve Walsh. And joining us via Zoom is Tony Cotty. Oh, good evening, TC. gents, and we'll start with evening you, TC.
0: TC again. Evening, tone. All right, mate. I'll Walshy. All, All right, right mate. You're good,
2: mate. Yeah, you'll be in a, an interesting mood after yesterday, TC. Ten minutes to go in the West Ham game. It wasn't looking good, was it? So that'll put a big smile on your face. But then, unfortunately, Leicester losing straight after uh, maybe half wiped it out.
3: Yeah, it was a, it was certainly an interesting day, Daniel. All, all the joys of being a West Ham fan, 3-0 down, and then come back and draw a 3-0, and then, of course, watching, them, unfortunately, see Leicester lose to Villa. So, yeah, no, it, it's been, a, as usual, a, an incredible Premier League weekend.
2: Please do get involved on social media if you're watching along. Get your comments in, get your questions to these guys. Obviously, both of you, you were here working it for LCFC TV, the game, yesterday, and it was bitterly disappointing, Matt, in the end.
0: Yeah, any home defeat always is, isn't it? And... Uh... You know, the lateness of the goal sort of compounded the misery, didn't it? And it, it looked for for all the world it was going to be a draw, didn't it? I think Leicester shaded the first half, um, Villa shaded the second, perhaps more than shaded it, uh, you know, came on stronger. And you thought that was going to be the case at the interval, didn't you? Because you thought might, Leicester might have sort of given their all and could they maintain that level in the second half? And uh, you doubted it and it proved to be the case and... They paid the ultimate price. Just you know, it, it, it was a good goal from Villa's point of view. Great strike from Barkley, but at the end of the day, frustrating. Brendan Rogers mentioned it. Um, you know, a lack of cover and l- lack of defensive awareness in the midfield area at such a late stage of the game is is naive to say the least, really, isn't it? And you know, if, <coughs> um, Hamza Chouvir has been sort of pointed out or, or picked out in individually, but you know, there, there's got to be more collective awareness for that. But um, yeah, I, I was quite impressed with Villa. To be fair, you know, I, you you came to expect um, them to you know to be a bit tougher proposition than they were last year in the league. You know, they've added quite a few new players. Obviously, their form has been very good back in the last season and this, and uh, you know they followed that up with a very professional performance. But Leicester will be, um, yeah, mortified that they let it slip so late, didn't they? Because it's not nice. Two home defeats on the trot. Uh, going into, as we spoke about before the game yesterday, going into a flurry of fixtures, both in Europe and domestically, you know, you want to get that sort of that run of games off to a good start, don't you? And uh, it's done exactly the opposite. So it's going to be, going to be a tough uh, period coming up now.
2: A bit like we did last week, <coughs> Walsh, on, on the show. We, we have to praise the visitors. We, we praised West Ham last week for their performance. Yeah. You have to praise Aston Villa. I just look at their fixtures before Christmas as well, other than Arsenal away. There's no other big clubs or top six clubs up until Christmas, so they've actually got a relatively favourable run if they keep this run going, yeah, absolutely. Well,
1: listen, it it spoilt my Sunday uh, dinner. I'd been out, um, I'd been treated by Ashley Barrett from BSB who who took me for dinner on that Sunday and uh, I got the samosas for the lads, Matt. And, um, you know, and that happens again on a Sunday. So it was really uh, disappointing. But Villa, uh, resilient now, uh, a different outfit than uh, we saw last year completely. Um, they're a strong unit, well organised, defended well, um, took the tackles. There were some, you know, I thought Leicester went about the business really well in that first half. I thought the the one thing we said before was to rattle Grealish. We, there were good tackles going in on him. Um he just didn't rub his head in the ground, and you know, sort, sort it out, and tell him you're going to get another one. You know, like we used to do in the old days, Matt. But uh, no, he, he they, they bounced up and they got on with it, and um, and they found a way which which we couldn't. I thought the final uh, decision making at certain times in the game for Leicester was. Um, was disappointing, and um, Brendan said that he, he admitted that as well. Uh, you know, and it's like he's like Van Dyke now out for Liverpool. I shouldn't. You know, I'm not going to go on for it long tonight. But we we all know that that he's a massive blow to to uh, Leicester. You can't. He's just someone you can't replace, and it, and it clearly showed that there's not even a close second best to him at the minute and that is um, an area that obviously um, we'll have to look at and probably a January window might, you know, might need to be looked at but um, other than that, you know, Villa deserved um, getting something out of it but I do believe Leicester were very unlucky, I thought they deserved a point um, we all thought it was over, it was just a, a, a you know, uh, a moment of lacking discipline and and understanding when you've you know, just come on. You just, you know, he, he just seemed to stop, did Amza. And when you look back, I, I've looked at it again and he, he'll be annoyed with himself just for not digging in. And Mendy, he just got it. He was right. I mean, you know, his positional sense was great on the day. He had a good game, did Mendy. Obviously, he'd run himself into the ground, but uh, I don't know for five minutes whether that, that was a decision that could have been, in, you know, different. But still, you, you know, there's, there's no, you, we're not going to, Hammer, Hamza or anything—he's a—he's a great lad, and um, he'll know that he just got caught out position, and um, and it's us and you have to learn. It's simple as that. Um, the, with the young lads, these—they've got to learn and learn quick. Um, but Villa, like going back to Villa now, they're uh, they're up there for a reason, and um, they are going to have a good season by the looks of it. You know, if they keep that up, and uh, they've got terrific um, counter players that um, that can hurt you, and uh, and they showed it. Gary,
2: on Facebook, says take four to five
1: of your top players out of your team and this will happen.
2: I think that's a fair point that he makes yep. there. Uh, Maxine Johnson. Hello, Maxine. She says gutted. Still in shock now over that very late goal. And Craig Bennett says evening all. Evening, Craig. Uh, unlucky yesterday, but why was Barkley allowed to run at us? And I think, Tony, that's probably the the, the main frustration, really, isn't it? But I'm not trying to defend anyone or defend what happened but obviously it was so late in the game was it just a lapse in concentration do you think he's he's such a quality player isn't he Ross Barkley
3: Yeah he is and you can't give him space then you know you, we all know you know he's gone I, I admire him actually I mean I think the easy thing would have been to do was sit at Chelsea pick your money up and you know play every other game or whatever and that, but he's he said no I want to play football he's that type of kid he's a good player and you can't afford to give him space and unfortunately you know I think it's easy to pick on Hamza, obviously, but, you know, as a team, you have to take responsibility. And if someone does get caught out of position, a midfielder, then, you know, sometimes perhaps with the, the defender or if someone else has got to tuck in and, you know, cover the space, take responsibility, take the player out, whatever, you know, I mean, it was... Was, everything was all too easy, really, wasn't it? And then once he was in that position, it's a fantastic finish, and I don't want to take anything away from him, but just so disappointing from Leicester's point of view. You know, you know with the boys in the studio, we were there. We've been there before, and it's, it's, it's the worst thing, I think, when you, when you don't play particularly well. And, you know, I don't think anyone, I agree with what Matt said, I don't think anyone particularly deserved to win the game. But, it, you know, if that's the case, then draw the game. Get the Mm. point because, as Martin O'Neill always used to say to us, every point matters in this Premier League, and you know, it's just such a a gutter. You don't know how crucial that can be at the end of the season, you know, it sounds crazy, but one point can make a real difference. And uh, I think that's the biggest choker about it, really, is just the fact that you know the boys didn't hold on and get the point that you, you could argue that they sort of deserved the point out of the game.
2: Yeah, I think that's probably the disappointing thing, Tony, isn't it? That it got so late and it I think even we were looking around thinking, OK, we're going to be talking about the first nil-nil of the, the the Premier League season. But then for that to happen so late on was so galling.
3: Yeah, it was, Dan. It was. Um, you know, it, it happens. Um, but, you know, the boys have touched on it. You've got to learn from it as an individual. If you make a mistake, you watch the videos, you, you sit down with a manager, you talk about it and you learn from it. But as a team as well, you you, you take responsibility I know I was never a good one for it, but you do defend as a team. You know, certainly in the modern game of football, I think you have to. De- you know, it starts from the front. Yeah, I know Jamie's a, a big miss and that, but you know, the defending it, it, it comes from every area of the team, and you, you've all got to stand together. Um, but I, I remember being on on the show that we were doing towards the end of last season, Dan, when you know the team wasn't playing particularly well, and it was hard to get results. Now, I think sometimes you just have to take take stock and, and put things in perspective. You know, it's, it's five games into a Premier League season. Leicester is still in fourth position. You know, it's it's still been a really good start to the season. Yes, it really, really disappointing they didn't get that extra point. But I, I, I do think you, you have to keep things in perspective for the football club.
1: You look at the, you know, there's still five of the top six behind us. Uh, you know, when we've just, you know, we lost against West Ham and we've lost against Villa. So we've had two defeats, yet still five of the big six are behind us. So it tells you that we're doing well. There's no doubt about that. And um, the lads will be disappointed. You could see it in the face after the match. Um, and and they've got to go again and they will do. I think that they're playing pretty well. I really do. I think they, they give everything and, um, and they just fell to a... To a, to a moment of of, of laxing concentration. That's all it was. And, it, you know, for that effort that they put into that game, they deserve something out of it, they do. And and when when you analyse, you know, I look back at it, I think there could have been two red cards of Villa. I really do. Maybe, you know, the, the people argue, but when you deliberately pull someone to the ground and pull his shorts down and he's clear through, you could see that attack that there was, um, I think we were it was two defenders against three attackers we um, cuz Harvey Barnes was through and he he dragged him down and blatantly pulled him down that to me is a red card it is but you know i, I don't know um Trezor Gay, he, he should have had a second uh, booking in the second half i think and uh, the referee just waved it waved it off so you know things could have been different but they weren't and um you know, we look at red cards and and, and how easy they give them um, over the weekend, and you know it's just crazy how things have changed now. But uh, and there's me saying that with my record of red cards. <laughs> but but you know, I just think that's a cynical challenge that s- stops a gold ch- chance for Leicester. That was a real clear. He was through, and he was it, when when I looked up, I thought, "Wow, we're in here," and he just dragged him down. He had to drag him down, and that to me was a was a red card. But uh, still. You know, well played to Villa. They're going well, and um, and Leicester have, have have come out of it with nothing.
2: Matty Cash was another one of those players, <clears throat> well, another one of the signings, Matt, that that had a really good impact. Yeah. Not just last night, but but in in general, the start to Villa's season. Harvey Barnes did do him that, that one time, and I guess he took the yellow card. And it is a yellow card offence at the moment in football. Whether technically, whether like yes, it, not, it wanted, is. Even though it's frustrated,
0: yeah. isn't it? When it when it's that blatant, that obvious, isn't it? You, yeah, you know, you're, you're screaming. You always want something more than a yellow, at least, if not a red. I know that's impossible as the
1: laws yeah. are at the moment. But I was just angry because we could have scored there. Mm. You, know, yeah, you when know, they were up there. He knew he had to
0: be. It, it was, you know, it was an advantageous situation. It mm. was not an immediate goal threat, I suppose, was it? You know, he probably would have developed into one. But such are the laws. You know, Cash knew what he was doing, didn't he? You know, he made no bones about it, didn't he? And he made sure he did it properly. He held on for a good few seconds, mm-hmm. didn't he?
2: So and to bizarre. play devil's advocate as well, Johnny Evans did do a, a similar yeah. challenge to Watkins later on. Yeah, I, I was cynically talking, yeah, took he did
1: absolutely, and I, and I did remark on that um, after the match. You, you're right, and uh, and that was cynically needed to do that, and yeah, he he could have been sent off easily, couldn't he? Yeah. Uh, the good thing was, then. This is why we're, we're going to discuss about Fafana later, but. His positional sense there took to, to he, he knew that there was a danger and he stepped off um Evans, and that's you know that that kept him on the field really, or uh, you know, for being sent off really. Uh, because if it had been last man, he would have been in, in big trouble. Um, so so really, you know, like I say, we'll talk about it after, but it was uh, it was uh, cynical as well. But uh, I, I thought Villa before that, had, you know, the game had gone then, I did not it from us, so.
2: Yeah, it became quite a, a frenetic game in a way. There was a lot of yellow cards shown. I think fairly as well, to be fair. A lot of the challenges
1: were Majority yellow of the time, yeah. challenges. There was yeah, a lot I of screaming so. as well from Grealish.
2: Yeah,
0: we yeah, could hear him screaming in the stadium. Yeah, there, there was... I mean, that, that was something that was very noticeable. I even mean, I had headphones yeah. on at the time, but I could still hear every challenge or every con- even semi-contentious incident. Villa were up and screaming, weren't they? From the bench, up on the pitch as well. And I think... I think you know that, that that was an intentional ploy to try and put pressure on the referee and I think it doesn't necessarily work in the early stages but it builds up and I, I think it had a little effect you know on on the outcome of a few decisions and I think mean, Leicester can be a little bit more professional with that really because from what I saw and heard they just let it happen they're like even if they think you know Aston Villa are being a little bit over dramatic and you know it, uh, deliberately sort of shouting and screaming and pressurising the referee and they think it's a little bit its an embarrassment, absurd yeah. and embarrassing. It's, yeah, but but they're doing it for a reason, aren't they? They are, but I wouldn't be Greedish in particular. But what I'm saying is if I was playing out there, um particularly, say in my time, well, irrespective of whether I was captain or not, you know, when we were playing, we'll see whatever, um, I'd be on at the ref. I'd be going, ref. Okay, and it, you know, even if it was a foul, right, it was a genuine foul, and go, yeah, if that one's a foul, but you know they're getting on at you. You know, Make the ref aware of what is happening to him if he subconsciously doesn't realise it, because all the pressure was being applied by Villa. Mm. And eventually, refs go, well, I've not given them four or five now. You know, it's about time I gave them one. Yeah. And it it, it does, it does happen. happen. It, it does, yeah. Leicester's seen a with little bit.
3: as well, man, because, because there's no crowds, and then you can hear everything. We've all been to the games yeah. with these behind doors games, and you can literally hear everything. And I mean, the you know the shouting and screaming when you get fouled is not a new thing. You know, I, I think it's something that was certainly in the foreign games sort of 25, 30 years ago when I first started playing. When you played against foreign teams, but I think it's come more and more into our game and it's it's just amplified more now by the fact there's no crowds here and, and, and you're right as well, I, mean, I think if you if you scream long enough and loud enough and the, for long enough, then you, eventually the referee's saying, oh I better give a foul or I better do this now, and I think it does put pressure yeah. on the referee. So especially when, when it comes the from the
0: bench as well do you yeah, see exactly. where, when you get like, the likes of Dean Smith, who's a well-respected man he seems a level-headed yeah. fella and he's shouting up and screaming and you think what? Hang on, he's normally you know quite middle of the road, quite mild mannered, and he's up or Maybe it is a foul then. You know, <laughs>
1: little things like that have an effect. Well, they'll they? tell them, won't they? They'll tell them right. Any decision like that, you all, you know, you mm. all shout oh, and say something. Up, yeah. You know, and yeah, I, it, for me, it's not ethical. I, I don't like it. I think it's poor, very poor, and for it to be taught, kind of that now, but. We either we don't, well, you're, do, you're, it, and if you don't do it. You're a moralistic kind of guy. Well, of that, well not really. No, but uh, <laughs> what I'm saying is that you know a manager, it's he, he, coming through him, through him and his coaches that this is what we do. I don't, I don't like it. I, I really don't. I think it's 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 terrible. There's, there's well, levels. It, yeah, there levels. is levels. And actually, I think
3: it's a, it's part of the modern game. Unfortunately, I it think is bit more honest and you you try to stay on your feet as long as possible but I think nowadays players are just they're they're almost talked to you know slightest touch you go to ground and you scream as loud as possible and you get your free kick or your penalty and I think that's what we're seeing in the modern game I don't like it I agree with you but it is what it is
2: I think in a weird way as well Tony just meant going off the back of what you were saying about the fact there are no fans in there in a way it kind of negates any home advantage, obviously, because you don't have the fans there. But because there are no fans and because everything can be heard, if you get an away team that have a lot of loud players and, and loud staff as well, everything can be heard by the referee. Whereas if there were fans in there, maybe, or if the fans are screaming for a foul, you don't necessarily hear that as much.
3: Yeah, exactly, Dan. And also, you've, you've only got to look, I think the top two divisions, there was only two home wins, wasn't it? I think I'm right in saying, in the, in the Prem and the Championship. Two, I mean, two home wins... I mean, you would never get that if fans are in the ground. You wouldn't get no. that because the fans make such a difference. We know that, and you know, yeah, they get behind the team. And if you go a goal down, they inspire you, et cetera. But you know, it, it, it's it's modern football at the moment, then, isn't it? You know, we're we're all hopeful things will change. I next think John year, Moss did
1: pretty well overall, career. though. Tony, didn't he? The referee let quite a lot go. Really? Yeah. Um, although there's me saying that this could have been two red cards, but he, he <laughs> I thought he did all right. I really did. I th- you know, he, he wasn't um, succumbing to come into all the uh, the tactics of, of them screaming and shouting. So, but still, you know, it's happened, it's gone, and we could talk all night about this, but we better not. Then Bates, yeah. Well, yeah. Go on then. Let, let's hear. <laughs> I can it from, see uh, you looking at me. No, no, it's <laughs> all right. You, you can do my job for me. We'll <laughs> see. We'll move on. We'll hear from
2: Brendan Rogers. This is him speaking after the game yesterday.
4: Brendan for a game that looked like it was going to piece her out in the end to a goal or straw, it must be a really frustrating result to take.
5: Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't too many chances for for both teams. Um, so so yeah, disappointed when you lose so late.
4: Was it frustrating though? Because Leighton Villa did have quite a few what you might say a clear cut chances that went straight at Casper. Is it just a worry that they might take one of those in the end?
5: Yeah, they got into some good areas. Um, like we did in the second half, but, um, but listen, they're, they're a good side, they've got good legs in their team, and uh, like I say, it, it looked like it was however going to be 0-0, but, um, but yeah, disappointed with the goal because we, we, we opened ourselves up too easily and allowed that space, uh, so we didn't, we didn't get our lines correct there.
4: Can you beat yourself up too much about that then, given that you say you'd put in a, a decent performance yourself?
5: Yeah, no. But we, you're always disappointed when you lose games, you're never happy. Um, but there's enough in that to show with the, you know, the players that we have missing, the guys that will come into the team, they've done well tonight. Um, like I say, it could have been very easily at a point and moved on, but, uh, but, uh, but we need to learn to close that game out and uh, if you can't win it, you try and make sure you don't lose it.
4: Positives, Wesley Fofana put in a really good performance on his debut.
5: Yeah, it was outstanding. You know, for a 19-year-old to come into the Premier League against a, a good side, it was, um, it was an outstanding performance. He's all the attributes, he's still got a bit to learn, he's still adapting uh, to how we want to work and play, but you see his, his raw potential there, he's got a great leap, uh, he's strong, he's quick, he defends on the front foot and he can uh, pass the ball. So uh, no, he had a really good night.
4: And where are we at with James Madison fitness-wise? I saw you talking to him in the first half, even before he came on. Was that a move you always kind of wanted to make at that period in the game?
5: Yeah, well, Dennis is coming back. He's not obviously played any football for for a while and just gone back into training. Uh, So it was always the idea for him to get 60, 65 and then James to come in and get 20 to 25 minutes. So. so, yeah, but good for both those guys to get some game time.
4: And Islam Samani back in the group, not only in the group, but getting a big chunk of game time as well, which I guess he needs right now.
5: Yeah, yeah. I've, I've never really had the chance to work with Slim because he's been out on loan. And I felt that if he stayed, then he could be a good option for us. You know, I just think it's the guys getting used then to play with him because he needs the ball in the box. You need crosses from wide half-space areas and he's, he's fantastic in the air. You know, he gets his head self onto to uh, two headers. So, um, but yeah, but good to have them in the group. And we'll need a, a squad for the number of games that we'll have this season.
4: Yeah, you talk about the squad lots missing tonight through injury. Are any that didn't play tonight likely to be back on Thursday?
5: Uh, I wouldn't have thought so, no.
4: Okay. And in terms of the Europa League in general, are you looking to put the first team in there and go as far as you can? Yeah, Is that the way you Yeah,
5: yeah, at? we want to be strong in it. It's uh, a competition we work very, very hard to get into European football. So, we uh, yeah we, we dust ourselves off tonight. We uh, we showed some good moments, um, but we now got to put it behind us and, and get on to our next game.
2: Brendan Rogers there speaking to LCFC Radio's James Fielden. Uh, incidentally, it's half time in a, the Premier League game that's currently taking place um, between Wool, West Brom and Burnley, and it's nil nil which probably doesn't surprise you <laughs> too much there at that, the hall. That could ones.
0: well be the first one of the season, couldn't it? Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Um, Tony, Brendan Rogers. there was speaking about Wesley Fafana and, and his debut. He, he looked very assured. He looked very calm and, and he looks like a good bit of business.
3: He does, stand, Yeah, looks a looks a really good player. I think it's important not to get too carried away. I mean, it is a debut, and I, we've seen many many players over the years have great debuts, and then of course it doesn't quite happen for them. But no, I think there was a lot to be positive about his debut, and it was outstanding, in fact. So uh, he'll be really pleased with that, Brendan. I think going forward, uh, you know, reading down here in the papers about Soyuncu. You know, could be out for quite a while, a few months, whatever. So, I think from that point of view, you've got him in the team now. You've got Johnny there as well. And, they, you know, they're going to need cover for Soyuncu. So, I think he's going to get plenty of game time and lots and lots of games coming up as well. But uh, in terms of debuts, it was a, it was an excellent performance.
0: How impressed were you, Matt, with
2: Wesley Fafana.
0: Yeah, same as everyone else, very much so. He, um, he's got all the components, you know, of a top centre-half in his repertoire, hasn't he? And, you know, Brendan Rogers mentioned there. About his attributes, and it's difficult to just disagree um, on first viewing. Um, he did listen; it's early days, but I think it was the game sort of suited him, his style. It, it, it was well, it was a tough game. It was it was one that he was capable of easing himself into. You know, Watkins was there was a lot said about him, but he didn't really feature, did he much? Mm, no. Uh, Fafani, you could say, had him in his pocket and that, that was the reason why he was quiet, but it, Villa's play was more in sort of wider areas, really. But what he had to do, he did very well. Um, good, solid clearances, um, defensively, aerially. He looked very strong, He's willing to attack it. Even trying to get on the end of balls in an attacking sense as well, so hopefully he can provide a threat in that sense as well. Car on the ball, good movement, good positioning, quick aggressive when needed
1: to be, not a lot wrong so far, so uh, bodes well, yeah. Yeah, you were impressed as well, weren't you, Wall Street? I was, yeah. I think that, you know, all the hype about him has certainly, uh, you know, the first time we've seen him... Um, I think Brendan's correct, in everything he's described him as as a player, and um, and, and Matt's just summed it up. His positional sense was uh, fantastic, and that's what I look at as centre back first of all. How you play together with your centre back partner, Johnny Evans. I think you know that back four to me is one of the best in the league. You know, I really do. And um, Matt, you understand as well uh, the relationship that we had. You know, the connection that you need to be. Um, two centre backs and to control things, and uh, he just he, he did it with ease. Um, looked very comfortable on the ball. There was, uh, I remember an early like a reverse pass into a midfield player. It was just a clever, real accurate pass. Though, wow, this guy's got some talent, and um, he got stronger and stronger into the game. And to, you don't know, you forget, he's 19 years old. Mm. This lad in the Premier League, it's uh, it's a great effort. And uh, if, if that's anything to go by, he's going to be a terrific signing and very good timing. Um, with the way that Sion Chu is is going to be three months out. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, th- I thought with his all, all those things we said about him as well. But I think Brendan Rodgers probably touched on it in terms of when he said defending on the front foot. He knows when to go in tight and try and nick it, and when to drop off. And you know he, he wasn't making rash decisions; they were mm. measured decisions. And uh, that that sort of ordinarily that comes from experience, and he's only yeah a it tender does. age. So it's rare that you see someone with those. Um, disciplined attributes at such Yeah and that's you know, where Soen Chu's changed. got
1: there's a difference between him and Soen Chu because yeah, he's, had he's had to to a bit it, rash at times as Soen Chu and he's still learning you're right um, so you know for him to have those uh, attributes at this stage of his career is fantastic he reads the game so well uh, from that game but like you say we can't get carried away uh, here but he, uh, he could be uh, a top, top player if he can play like not, that. And he can As
3: well, boys, it's nice to be talking about a defender who can actually defend. You know, yeah. like in the modern game, yeah, it's absolutely. Like, people talking about centre-halves, oh, yeah, he's great. He can spray it out to the left wing and he can bring it out from the back and all that. And then they can't defend. So, you know, if, if Leicester have found someone, which it looks like he's got that real good defensive awareness really then that's that's going to be a real plus going forward especially at such a, a young age you know yes he's got to settle in he's got to, he's got to learn the way of being in, in the Premier League and in this country etc and uh, as I always say about foreign players but I just think it's refreshing to be talking about someone you know defensively doing their job properly because Some of the defending this season in the Premier League has been absolutely dreadful.
2: Well, we'll come on to that a little bit later (laughs) on in extra time this evening. But one other thing, Tony, on Wesley Fafan, and we talk about his age and the fact that he's 19, he's obviously inexperienced. When you look at the the amount of games he's played, he's only played about 30 senior games, which isn't a lot, obviously. But does that surprise you, hearing that, given how assured he did look last night?
3: Well, it does, yeah, because it's not too many games, Dan, is it? And, you know, the boys were talking about learning your trade and that. And you're very much still learning your trade as a 19-year-old. You know, it's, it, you know, it's rare that if, if you played 100 games as a 19-year-old, now that is very, very rare. So it's not surprising that he's only played the, the 30 games. But, you know, I'm not, surprising, I'm not surprised that, that Leicester have made another good signing. I, I think the recruitment at the football club, has been exceptional over the last two or three years. I really, really do. You know, there's been good players that have left the football club, but there's never a, a, any panic. It's just, oh well, we're going, we're going to sign a, a better player. And you know, if you can buy a player that's only 19 years of age. Yes, he cost a bit of money, but if you can get somewhere with that potential, you've got 10, 12 years ahead of him playing in, in the first team for Leicester. You know, so it's, it's, it's potentially it's a great sign. As I said, I don't want to get too carried away. I don't want to put him under too much pressure. But, you know, he was excellent yesterday. Next let's hope it's a good signing for the club.
2: Well, hopefully so, and fingers crossed, and as Tony says, and as you've both said as well, it is early, so let's not get too carried away. Um, Let's go to our Who's the Fox then for the first one for the evening, so we'll put a picture up. It's not too bad, this one, Walsh. You got it right last week. Did I? You did, yeah. Okay. The Muzzy Is It one last week. Do you remember? Oh, that one. Yes. Should get that. It, <laughs> it sees also. him every day. Yeah. So it's the first one. Chance. Don't, don't shout right. out. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll give people uh, listening and, and watching along at home the chance to have a little bit of a guess. Um, but that's it. So you've got a name. Who's the Fox? Answering on Twitter and on Facebook. And we'll reveal the answer a little bit later. You've got another smug look about you. Uh, <laughs> Walshy's also whispered something to Matt. I don't know what it is. Matt definitely <laughs> knows who it is. Um, do you, Walshy? Well, don't, don't tell us don't, if you
1: do. Don't be kidded by that. Uh, the, you know the uh, the way he's gone down yeah. on his knees because the, a, not a lot, of players, dance, a lot of players do that. I would think that's Jamie Vardy, but uh, he, he, I don't think it is. Okay, well we'll, we'll find it. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out a little bit I would later. I think it on. is, but I don't think it is. No, uh, I think I know it is, but because I, I was looking at the head of the pictures, he's definitely not. Uh, yep, that's enough That that is enough don't <laughs> give enough. too much away uh, right okay um,
2: we'll do some trivia now Walsh which I'm sure oh, you'll be uh, even, more, even more pleased to hear uh, so there's three pots as hey, there I always I want to is. check
0: did you go out of the weekend Tony uh, yes I did
2: actually man. oh did we, might chance, we might <laughs> have a chance then we might have a chance Matt you can uh, choose the pot so pot one pot two or pot three. Three. Three for Matt Tony two or one two please two and then you. you I'll have love, uh, three. Pot one for Walshy, <laughs> uh, and you can go first, Walshy. Oh, is. Islam Is Slomani <laughs> last featured in the Premier League for Leicester oh, against which geez. opposition in January 2018?
1: Well I don't think. It's any not easy this. on that, is it? Um,
0: I did hear it. You did? Did
2: you? It was on LCFC Radio's yeah. commentary of the game
1: yesterday. <laughs> uh. I'm gonna go for something like a
0: Newcastle.
2: Mm. A worthy attempt at guessing, Matt? You have a chance to steal
0: it. All right, to get a point for this. Oh, he's won it. No, in. I can't remember it. Oh, oh, I'm going <laughs> Southampton. Mm. Just Might as well name if a penalty team. right now, I Turn should up. do because oh. it's been spoken about. No,
3: no idea. Spurs. No idea. Mm. Nice Huddersfield oh, yeah yeah no. 20, Never that. oh, uh, cool.
2: so no one gets the points so don't worry about that they one will that question. <laughs> uh, Um Matt the first one of pot three the Foxes kick off their Europa League campaign on Thursday of course but who scored Leicester's first goal in the Champions League group stage in 2016 I think I'm right
5: this Matt it doesn't my matter,
2: question it's well. Matt's question. Yeah,
1: but he, won't, he might not get it right. <laughs> i get it. Albright. Oh, oh, there you go. I knew <laughs> oh. that. Correct. Everyone knew that. Correct.
2: Well done, Matt. Uh, Tony, won't you're... she's you celebrating me getting it right. <laughs> yeah, but right. I thought you might get it wrong. <laughs> uh, your first one, including Aston Villa, there's only one other club in Europe's top five leagues that have a 100% record. Who are they?
3: Ooh. Um... Uh, I'll fix one of the Spanish clubs I don't know um, I'll say
2: Barcelona I don't know no idea nope. oh. Chance Walshie to steal it and
1: get on the board Bayern Munich oh come oh. well, on top to five you least. know it is now don't yep. you it can only be I'll write it down for you Matt. not Spain
0: or is it
3: I think it's Another
0: Spanish club, now, it's not Real. Did they go? Oh, I'll go Real Madrid. Not mm. is it? Is it PSG? Nope. No, they got done. AC Milan. Ah. AC Milan in
4: Italy.
2: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Villa and AC Milan, the only two clubs well with a 100% yeah, Real lost at
0: the weekend, record.
2: Yeah, I know Barcelona certainly did lose yeah. the weekend. Not sure about Ibrahimovic's
0: Madrid. got a couple at the weekend, didn't he? He did. Yeah, mm.
2: he did. So maintain that 100% record. Right, we'll we'll come back to the trivia's. All uh, standard. It was a poor standard, but, but we've, got, we've got a, couple, yeah. uh, a, a <laughs> couple of questions each uh, later on in the show for you to come back to. So it's not over. Your pain and torture isn't over yet, Walshie, I'm afraid. Great. Uh, we've spoken about Wesley <laughs> Fafana, so let's speak about James Madison next, because he not only won the Premier League goal of the month, he also won LCFC's goal of the month for that strike against Manchester City. And after the win, he spoke to LCFC Radio's commentator, John Dunn about the goal. Yeah, um, just found myself in a nice little pocket of space. Drove, no one really came towards me, and I backed myself with my quality. That's what I practice every day. That's what I, that's what I I live for. Them sort of moments. So I was happy to see it flying the top one here, yeah. and clearly a very special celebration as well. Yeah, dedicating that to Stuart Burwistle who was our club doctor, who passed away in, in lockdown. Um, an unbelievable man who was up there, probably on the golf course up there, not actually watching the game, but uh, he was a great guy. So that one's for him. Yeah, James Madison, (laughs) fantastic (laughs) strike uh, against Manchester City. Voted both LCFCs and the Premier League goal of the month, and thoroughly deserved. Matt wasn't it? It was a a brilliant strike.
0: Yeah, it was a a little bit of a no-brainer, wasn't it? To win both competitions. You know, if you you win the Premier League goal of the month, there's a good chance you're going to win Leicester City goal of the month, isn't there? And rightly so. Uh, Yeah, to come. Well, he'd only been on the pitch five minutes as well, hadn't he? And Came on, strutting his stuff. Got got involved in the move earlier, didn't he? On got himself on the ball, popped it around, received it as he as he mentioned there. You know, he saw that there was space to drive into, but he literally picked his spot, didn't he? You know, it wasn't one of those hit and hope or you know dip and swerve and see what happens. He, he's actually picked his spot out, and goalkeeper Edison, not a prayer. It was it was a wonderful strike, you know, of the highest quality really, and. You know' I was going to say shows you what he's capable of, but we know what he's capable of. He he can do it semi regularly as well, can't he? And he was missed the other night as well. I think yeah. sixty minutes of
1: Madison would have been yeah yeah. Than it's 60 a little bit of a Pratt, concern
0: there. I, I <clears throat> the type of injury that maybe he's got. Well, I, I don't know if it's been clarified properly or not, but. I thought he'd have had long enough to get himself yeah. ready to start. Yeah, but there's reasons behind the scenes. Yeah, you and don't and understand sometimes no. what's going on with. Those have to be managed maybe over a little period of time. And maybe
2: we'll see him on Thursday. We will talk about that game in just a moment. But one more uh, comment on that goal, Tony. He, he beat some other really good strikes in the Premier League that the Riyad Mahrez won against Leicester in the same game. Marcus Rashford, fantastic solo run against Brighton, and Reece James's uh, thunderbolt against Brighton. Just a few of the other nominations that James Madison's goal won. Oh, beat. Yeah, there's been
3: some been some good goals, down, hasn't there? But you know, I I think it was the, the right choice to win to win it because it but it was a fantastic goal, and you know I, I I've seen James's praises there. You know, he was saying about his, you know he's something that he works hard on and that. And I think sometimes as a fan, you sort of don't always appreciate just how difficult it is to do that, and and how much time and practice you have to put in to do it because you know curling the ball into the top corner is is not easy at the best of times and to. You know, to just keep practicing and practice and practice and keep trying things and that, and had the confidence and, and the ability to do it in a game of such magnitude was yeah, it was a wonderful goal. It really was a wonderful goal and thoroughly deserved to win but it.
0: That, that's the key element, I think, Tony, is where's what the, what the practice, but the confidence, the belief in yourself. Because yeah. technique. And some people might try that in training, and yeah. <laughs> nine times out of ten, even if you're capable of it, you'll get it wrong. But yeah, Madison, Both, Madison probably right. probably four times out of five he gets that wrong. But on the big stage, against the big clubs, you know on CV and everything that goes with it, He's willing to back himself
1: and risk looking silly. What about that Lanz- is it Lanzini? Uh West Ham. Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, I was gonna yeah. say to Tony. That's got a big goal of the month already. He's nailed on, <laughs> I think, for
2: uh, for
3: October's, isn't he, Tony? It will be, I think, yeah. I wasn't cheering when that went in. He... <laughs>
2: <Yeah. laughs> uh well done, by the way, to a couple of guys watching in on Facebook for uh, for guessing correctly in our trivia game. Mike says Marco uh, Mark O'Brighton for the, the Champions League goal scroll. Well done to him. Grant said AC Milan as well, so well done to him. There's been a couple of guesses as well for the who's the fox. We'll come back to that a bit later on in the show as well, though. Is it Jamie Vardy? <laughs> <You're> <laughs> no, we've stab- established at the, the, the pot. That's all. <laughs> that's all.
1: <you> know.
2: <laughs> different, different thing. Um, uh, the, the game on Thursday, Matt. Uh, obviously, Leicester back in. European action again. It's,
1: it's
0: are very playing, exciting. Matt? Who are we playing? Zaria Lehans. <laughs> oh, I've got the hang of it now. Something like that. Anyway, doing? close enough. Wasn't a million miles off, yeah. was it? No, that's Is it Zaria or Zaria? Zaria. 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 Okay, let's go yeah. <laughs> there. thanks for that. Sam. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Somewhere close. Yeah. Listen, you know, as Brendan Rodgers mentioned, there they've, they've got to get over the disappointment of well, the last couple of results, but obviously last night against Villa. A um, quick turnaround, isn't it? And I think it's sort of semi-blessing that it's not a Premier League game, that it is a fresh challenge, an exciting one at that. Europa League, it doesn't come round too often for Leicester City. Um, they've had experience in the Champions League, obviously, a few seasons ago. The majority of those players, some still remain, but the majority of those players have moved on. So it, it, it's almost a new era. And there'll be a new experience for them. And, you know, a really challenging um, motivational one as well, isn't it? And it, I know that you haven't got the atmosphere, you haven't got the sort of the build-up and the euphoria of running out in front of your home crowd against European opposition. But, it, it you know, it put a little spring in their step on, on Thursday night and hopefully give them that extra yard. And you, you would think, you know, without being disrespectful to the other teams, that Leicester would be quietly confident are doing very well within the group and hopefully topping it and going through to the next stages. That would be the intention and the expectation, you have to say, even with you know, the amount of injuries that Leicester have got, you'd feel that there's enough quality to, to do the job. We heard in that interview with Brendan Rogers, Tony, that he, he intends to
2: take the Europa <laughs> League very seriously. Do, do you expect to see a similar team that played against Aston Villa last night? Yeah, similar, Dan,
3: but you, you've also got to look at players. You know, is there players that need fitness? James Madison, you know, you could argue that, he. May, you know, does he need to start the game, get some minutes under his belt? You know, you've got to look at players that perhaps played quite a lot of the game. Do they need a little bit of a breather? Um, but, you know, I want to hear what Brendan's saying. I, 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 it drives me mad sometimes when you hear managers, like they, they, they qualify for the Europa League and then they say, well, we've got other priorities. And you think, well, you've just spent the whole of last season trying to qualify for a competition. Why would you not take it serious? And, and the best thing that UEFA have done, certainly in recent years, was to, to make the winners of the Europa League, you know, qualify automatically for the Champions League. Because there now is a real value, not only to winning a trophy, but qualifying for the Champions League. So I, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit of a, a slog. You've got six games and, you you, you know, it's, it's cup football and you, you've got to you know, take the games as they come and that. But, you know, I just think it's, it's, it's right that you, you take the game seriously. You, you, you try and get into, you try and be in Europe, you know, getting, going into the new year. You know, these games, these group games will be played this side of Christmas, but, you know, you don't want to be getting to February thinking, oh, well, you know, if only we could have been in the semifinals or whatever, you know, you could have been having a good cup run. And I, I think winning breeds confidence anyway, in, in any competition, you want to win games. You The longer you stay in a competition, the more confidence there is in the squad. Yes, it's going to be difficult. There's lots and lots of games coming over the next three or four weeks. But, you know, I think there's more than enough talent in this Leicester squad to get us through, to the, certainly to the knockout stages.
2: And it's very exciting, isn't it, Walsh as well? We, obviously, it's now, what, four years since the the, the Champions League run? And yeah, before it's just that so it was...
1: sad that the fans can't see this and <coughs> witness what's going on. It, it's really terrible for them. You know, I do feel for them, but, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, and, and I think you're right lads in the fact of he's a juggling act for a manager now to get this right with who he plays he'll it, be interesting who he starts uh, you know you've got to look at Johnny Evans and say he's a player we want to protect um, he's played a lot of games he has and he's the last person we need to pick up and, he, and he's been carrying one in the international um, break as we know um, and he, but he, he managed to play two. was it two out of the three or did he play them all did, did he play? oh he played two games didn't he uh, for for uh, Ireland, I think Northern Ireland for yeah. Northern Ireland, and you know he's come back and he's he's played another ninety minutes. You wonder whether you might just give him a rest, but the younger lads will be. You know, chomping at the bit, there's no doubt. There were some terrific performances. Castagna, you know, look at his performance. You know, um, Mendy, Fafana, you look at that. You know, there was six or seven of them lads played at the maximum. And, um, and he was one of them, was Johnny Evans. But maybe someone we protect, Slimani, maybe he's, he'll give him another chance. Um, with it being a European game, it'd suit him. Uh, so I'd expect him maybe to start. I think it may, may, makes sense, um, and um, he's, he's been training with the lads. So let's why not, you know, at the end of the day. But uh, listen, it's great to be involved in it, and I think um, we've got a great opportunity of winning the group. Um, and and you know, it'd be great if we can go a long way in the in the competition. Final word on that that game
2: on Thursday, and one of the players you just picked up on there, Timothy Castagna. Obviously, he's, yeah. he's new to Leicester City's Played every game, hasn't he, on that that right-hand side, and he gets up and down, he does a lot of running, but he looks like the, the type of athlete that can do that mm. a, a couple of times a week. He does, yeah. Every single month. Yeah, he does
0: it in his <laughs> sleep, doesn't he? he he's a <laughs> supreme athlete, really. But uh, even the likes of him will have moments of fatigue throughout the campaign, though, so he'll it, need to be managed like mm. everyone else, but not just yet, I don't think. I mean, uh, I heard him speaking after the game yesterday, and he was saying, you know... The body's aching a touch. He's been away on international duty. He played a lot of games, a lot of game time. Um, but, you know, the, 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 even these, uh, you know, thoroughbreds uh, still feel the effects on occasion. So, But but I think for right now, yeah, I can You'd you look at Leicester's squad there. You know, the, 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 in comparison, probably, to in terms of experience to the other teams, they are superior. Um, in terms of, you know, European... Competition, you know, the amount of internationals in each team, etc. They've uh, played to you know a higher level, and they've got to go in there and remind themselves, that, you know, and, and lift their confidence because it, it's taken a little bit of a knock the last couple of games. It wasn't so long ago, everyone was applauding them and saying, you know, how how wonderful that, um, they're doing, and the you know, goals are raining in, etc. So somewhere in between is probably about where they are. But they can go into Thursday's game against the Ukrainians, you know, full of confidence, can't they? And uh It'll be trepidation for, yeah. the, for the for the away team coming here to the King Power, so it should be. It
1: must be a, ma- a nightmare for a manager when you you go into these international breaks when because you've got so many now and then they're the coming back injured. It's it just yeah. destroys your club football, you know. And um, Brendan will be looking at that and uh, you know he's got to handle it. But Vardy's calf injury—they're protecting him obviously. This is something that he's had over a couple of years, so they, they know that. Um, it, it sounds like he's going to be back very shortly for the next Premier League game that we play, so that'll be great news. Um, if he is.
2: Well you can tune in to LCFC TV's Match Day Live on Thursday of course for that first Europa League game of the season. We'll be live from 6.30 so do make sure you tune in for that. Uh, let's remind ourselves of the Who's the Fox um, graphic for this evening. We've had a lot of correct guesses in on, on both Twitter and Facebook. Go on Walsh, you, you uh, don't have do a Do you know go. what,
1: looking at the head shape I think that's Tielemans but naturally it's the Vardy salute Uh, I'll tell
2: you you're not alone in thinking it is Tielemans someone on Twitter did guess at Yuri
1: Tielemans it is is wrong you're not alone in being wrong I've not not given you you my I didn't give you my answer hang on I think that's (laughs) Tielemans I didn't give no I didn't give you my final answer it's only a bit of fun I said I think who is it Oh, it's Jamie Vardy, you <laughs> know. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> it's wrong. Uh, put, put him out of his
0: misery, Matt. I'm going, I might not, I'm might. i not 100% convinced. But I think it's Wes Morgan, correct? Oh, correct. No. How can I get <laughs> big Wes wrong? <laughs> Wes Morgan, and similar, similar feel to Jamie Vardy, oh. yeah. got it. <laughs> Well done, um, Wes. Gareth
2: on Twitter says, oh, Wes Morgan scoring yeah, in 2016 at Old Trafford. Thank you. Uh, so well done to Gareth. Well done to Lee and to uh, Berikan. Hey, some
0: things never change, TC. <laughs> on Twitter as well. And well done to Mike. Good
2: uh, Mike listening in on Facebook and Gary as well. Uh, Gary Boothbeat listening in on Facebook for guessing that that was... Indeed, Wes Morgan, and not Yuri Tieleman's or Jamie Vardy. Right?
0: after. Hang on, I didn't hear you say that. No, I didn't. It was quite that of course was it is.
2: <laughs> uh, I'm sure Tony Cotty knew that one as well comfortably. Someone on Twitter though did guess Tony Cotty celebrating at Sunderland away um, at one point there. But I didn't like... do the
0: knee slide, Dan. Not at my age when I was that, so not... Tony's hey. got thighs like Wes, just a little bit
1: shorter.
2: <laughs> right, we've uh, alluded to it a couple of times already this evening, Tony. What what were your emotions like with 10 minutes to go In that game yesterday, Spurs against West Ham compared to what they were like in the 94th minute? Oh, I think. Uh,
3: well, I mean, I was watching the game, Dan. I mean, West Ham actually did play that bad, to be honest with you. And all of a sudden, they're 3 0 down after 15 minutes. And you, you think, with the way Harry Kane and Son was playing, you you know full well Gareth Bale's coming on at some stage, and you're thinking this could be 5, 6, 7 0, you know, but. Uh, they, they they sort of dug in there, West Ham, and in the second half, Im- improved performance, but still no sign of of what was to come. And, you know, I think anyone watching it, whether, you know, obviously I'm watching it as a West Ham fan, but anyone from a neutral point of view, there's no way you would have said that West Ham will get three goals in that final 10 minutes or so. But, you know, I think Walshie touched on it, Lanzini's goal was just, uh, you know, the, the other two goals were scrappy, but, you know, the Lanzini goal was an incredible goal and,
4: you know, as I said,
3: it's just it's so far has just been an unbelievable Premier League season with the results we've been getting, and and that was that was up there with them, wasn't it? You know, for a team to be three 0 down with ten minutes left, you know, it was it was a great performance by West Ham.
2: Do you think it was the game of the season so far, Matt? I'll read you out a few: uh, Everton five, West Brom two, Leicester five, Man City two, Liverpool four, Leeds three, Leeds four, Fulham three, Tottenham five, Southampton two. West Brom three, Chelsea three, Spurs six, Man United one, Villa seven, Liverpool two, Chelsea three, Southampton three, Tottenham three, West Ham three. So there's been a, a heck of a lot oh, of games. Oh, of on. Goals. <laughs> uh, it like depends
0: that. what your definition of game is, and I suppose who you support, etc. And I think for wow factor, for you know, for an amazement, is the Villa Liverpool for me. Yeah, you know, just absolutely. Man, you yeah. know, in in terms of how good a game and an even contest, there's one or two other candidates, aren't there? But for Villa to smash Liverpool seven-two, what's that all about? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. out <laughs> of absolute nowhere, isn't it? Biggest you know, shock ever. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. And yeah. you know, Villa, Villa were when you watched them last you know, last night here, they're, they're a capable side and a bit of confidence. But you'd even you know, even though they got the result against Leicester, Leicester w- weren't at their best. But you wonder how that team has gone beat, beat Liverpool. It's freakish, isn't it? Could yeah, have been that, more, that as well. Yeah, mm. yeah,
1: yeah. But would you agree? Walsh, is yeah, that the game of season yeah, yeah, season? yeah. Without doubt, yeah, yeah. But don't don't get me wrong. It, 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 you look at the Arsenal game that we played in a three-three. Uh, you know, you see that Lanzini goal in 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 that time, you know, uh, window. So it it was an amazing. Uh, you know, you saw the scenes of of David Moyes as well running up, and I've never seen him ever like get show of his emotions. So uh, but but again, what I mean, you mentioned it earlier, and uh, it's probably part of the reason why
0: these results are occurring. But it's such a shame the supporters yeah. aren't there to so oh, yeah. enjoy yeah. it because you know the atmosphere, just everything, the enjoyment would just be magnified, wouldn't it, with thirty, forty thousand in there as well. Mm. And the away
2: end, Tony, well, for, exactly. for West Ham, if they'd have been there at Spurs. I'm sure that not all of them will still have been there with uh, with 10 minutes to go at three nil down, not looking like you're getting back in the game. But for those that would have stayed, that again, it just as Matty says, underlines how disappointing it is that there are no fans at the moment.
3: Yeah, absolutely, Dan. I'm, I'm sure there would have been plenty of West Ham fans up and down the country jumping up and down, and you we know when that goal went in. But uh, you
2: know, it is just
3: so frustrating for everyone because I think we all want to see the return of the fans, and they're they're just missing out on on some incredible football. And you know, we're, it'd be interesting to see whether it whether it will change. You know, once the fans do come back, whether the goals will sort of quieten down a little bit, whether football will go back to what you would call normality. I don't know because. You know, you know. I agree with what Matt said. There's no way in a million years you could have said that Villa were going to put seven goals past Liverpool. You you would never ever say that was going to happen. And some of the other results have been bizarre as well. You know, I I would go a little bit one step further, and I would say that there's there's the potential this season of someone else winning the Premier League, like what Leicester did four years ago. I think the potential's there. All the all the ingredients are there, and all the conditions are right for a team. I'm not saying it would be Villa, or River, it could be just a team outside of the top six if they could get a run together, including Leicester. You know, where you could just, you know, burst through the pack and, and have a real chance of winning the Premier League because of the
1: circumstances. You think you look at that Villa game against Liverpool, but look at—I think you know—you look at Leicester's performance. I think. We dominated in, in in quite a lot of it, you know. In that first half, Villa had to change things, and they did at half time. I remember I saw Dean Smith saying we had to change because Leicester were, you know, they were solid, they were organised. I didn't see anything coming from Villa in that first half, and you've got to say, we dominated a lot of uh, possession, um, which. You know, at the end of the day, you've got to put the, the ball in the net, haven't you? But uh, still, from from a point of view from Brendan, he'll be saying, look, we dominated that game in a lot of um, areas. And um, so we've got a lot to uh, come out of it of positives, you know?
2: Well, absolutely. And do you think that the title race is wide open? Like a lot of people saying it, it could potentially, as Tony says, could be the the most interesting title race in, in a long time.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I t- the, the the clues are there, aren't they? Or the, the the hints are there. Sorry, but you know, but you, you look at the the table. Uh, I don't know. Don't you know? You're saying five, six games times, it would have formulated itself mm. pretty similar. I mean, the, the the bottom teams at the moment they're the ones that you would fancy to be right down the bottom. Slightly different scenario, isn't it? You know, at the very top, um, with Everton and Villa being highly prominent. But yeah, you know, quite often, not the games like the the dramatic element of the the games isn't normally there as much as it has been this season but it's not that irregular to get a team starting off really well the likes of Everton for four or five games Villa okay you know four out of four that doesn't happen for them too often but you know even ourselves we ended up top of the league after eight games all those years ago Um, we, we fell away dramatically
1: uh, as it happened, that's because we had a clown of a manager, Peter Taylor. Taylor Peel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's <laughs> move on very quickly. Mark, opinion, not mine. At that particular and it totally, stage, it totally agree.
0: <laughs> but um, you know, it happens. It's over the course of the season. We'll wait and see. The majority of the big clubs will be there or thereabouts. But I do think, yeah, I do think. As Tony says, the, the scene is set for for teams for it to be more of an even keel. You know, for. for no one's quite determined exactly what the reasons are. There's plenty of opinions going forward, um, you know, being put forward as to why the
1: goal's conceded. There might be one or two surprise who goes down as well. You know, yeah, no, year. exactly. Yeah. I, I think if
0: ever there's going to be... Burnley, maybe? You know, changeable well, events, it's going to be this season, isn't it, I think?
3: Yeah, the lack of fans is surely playing a part because, yeah. like, in normal circumstances, you would say, like, going to Old Trafford, well, you, you know, they don't lose too many games. Going to Anfield, going to the Etihad, those sort of places, they're, they're almost sort of given home wins for a lot of the big clubs. But where there's no fans, there, there's no atmosphere, and it's a completely different game of football. And that's why I think the ingredients, what I'm saying there's a potential there. For, for a real shock and you know yeah. my, my dream's always been with the Premier League if we get to the last game of the season and you've got three, four, five teams that have got a chance of winning the Premier League that would be an ideal scenario it'd be fantastic
2: I think obviously it's fair to say we won't see another 100 point season or 99 point season mm-hmm. this time round with the amount it's of not, points it's not that, going that
0: way they're already the team being teams dropped teams yeah. dropping points already yeah I mean Leicester you know Leicester sort of point in case aren't they lost two games and sit fourth mm. uh, you wouldn't have expected that would you but um yeah, hopefully so. Hopefully it carries on in the same vein because it's exciting and it's more interesting. And it needs to be. It needs to have that extra allure because the supporters aren't
1: there, you know, so yeah. they find the edge in a different capacity. And uh, Do you know the thing is, though, as well? You look at Wolves, Leicester, and they can compete now against these top teams and they can turn them over, as we are seeing. And, and this is the, the thing now that we're being clever with recruitment. Um, and this and so are, are wolves, you know, you see, it. Sheffield United last season were, were brilliant. Uh, these clubs, you see, are, are having a good go at it now, and they're hard to beat sometimes. And uh, they frustrate you. The tactics have changed, and uh, it's uh, it's finding uh, teams out and managers out sometimes. It's you know it certainly found Klopp out, didn't it? Well, well we look that, at Leeds game. Well, yeah, in Leeds, that first game. Absolutely. So they, you know,
3: there's it, been some strange results. Yeah, really right.
2: Uh, well, it is still nil-nil uh, at West Brom against Burnley. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> After all of that talk about uh, the amount of goals, yeah, the Hawthorns, it remains goal. I think there's about 25 minutes left in that one. Uh, we're coming up to the end of Extra Time here on LCFC Radio, so we'll finish our trivia uh, for this evening. Walsh is absolutely delighted. You've got two questions. Flying tonight, were they? Two questions each, yeah, I'm, each I'm on still zero. to answer. Matt Elliott, right, you can have your second question first. You are pot three. Uh, so Theo Walcott helped Southampton to that draw against Chelsea on Saturday. What oh. year did he leave Southampton
0: for Arsenal? All oh. right, I reckon he's 32 now. 17. 2005.
2: Tony, your chance to steal. 2004.
1: Steve Walsh, 2006. A then I've got to try. Oh, You're you right. beauty! Oh, oh. I had no yeah. idea. Though. It's only because they went four and five. Yeah, Walshie. Uh, sounded right. Didn't, it, didn't we? Yeah, Fred Walshie's
2: on the. Musy is the at number board. six. Uh, Tony, <laughs> uh, your second question for pot number two: uh, Who provided the cross for Dominic Calvert-Lewin's header against Liverpool on Saturday? Oh dearie,
3: mate. me. Um,
0: I think it was
2: Dinya. I think. Yeah, well
1: done. Well done. Well done. He's uh, been an answer on the quiz before. Will you ask me this question? <laughs> how many goals so far in the Premier League over this weekend? Will 27. You? twenty-seven. Will you? Is you want it, me 20, to answer twenty-seven? <laughs> uh, you know, a question like that. Or ask how me many so draws can get yesterday? one right, please? How many yeah. draws the um, League Premier but, League? But, I've got that as well. I've been, I've been thinking to myself, what are you going <laughs> to ask me, and there's five <laughs> draws so far. It might be six tonight. I wasn't going to ask you <laughs> that, oh, well so. sorry no, no. Well, sorry. sorry. Hit him with a rascal, well, I've lost come now, on. <laughs>
2: what year did Gareth Bale leave Spurs for Real Madrid?
1: Oh. Uh. Oh, you've got to give me time
2: on this. I'll give you a bit of time. And your first answer is Thank your you only answer, I'm afraid, for this one. I know the answer,
1: Walsh, if it's oh, no <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to have been the six years, hasn't
4: he? 6 oh, trying to do the maths now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's going to have to give you a five. 2012. Mm,
1: Nowhere near. Passes over to Matt. I was going to say that. I'm
0: going 13. 14. Oh, he's oh. got it. Look at this. Correct. Yeah. Matt Elliott. Well Put done. 13.
2: Stolen well by Matt. Uh, finally, then, Sorry, we'll Tony. do, Tony's last, do <laughs> Tony's last one. Tony's last one. Uh, ahead of the Leeds-Wolves game this evening, Patrick Banford has started the season very well. How many goals has he got so far in the Premier League this season?
1: Uh,
3: four, I think.
1: Mm. We'll see. I've got, got three. three. You beauty. Two
2: steals to
0: Walshie. Two points for Walshie. This Walshy. is like the Premier League season. It's crazy. Olshie's <laughs>
1: the, the best I'm
2: not winning. I'm only on two. You're uh, on two. Well, Walsh, it's a Your last one. You've got a chance here, mate. Uh, Fulham and Sheffield United shared the spoils on Saturday thanks to a late equaliser for the Blades. It's Billy Sharp. He's only won Get the Queen. Get in! Take me! <laughs> uh, Matt, you've got, a, you've got a chance and we will we we'll meet you. have like Yeah, true. he's still sorry, got another sorry. one. Adama Traore plays for Wolves tonight, or we assume he'll play for Wolves tonight, uh, fresh off the back of making his competitive debut for Spain during the international break. Oh. Before that, though, he was called up by two nations Spain and who else? And he had to pick between one or the other. Who was the other one?
0: Mm. But but add, add, add Trinidad Tobago. The...
2: Mm. I was going to say, add the extra pressure. If you get it wrong, Walsh you wins the quiz. Um, Tony, you can try and steal it to T- give C- yourself uh, a second. Point. I don't
0: know if you get it right,
3: Tony. I, I think it was. Uh, I'll say Senegal. I don't know, then Senegal.
1: Ivory Coast. That was Marley,
2: um, oh. but he, he chose Spain, oh, obviously, and, and made his right. competitive <laughs> yeah. debut. Crazy crazy wins the First
1: yeah. time ever, and probably the last. We I'll, I'll take it.
2: Well done, Walsi. Right, uh, very quickly, we'll, there's a game taking place again this evening. I just want your scoreline predictions oh. each for the game that takes place this evening, please, which I will tell you very quickly <laughs> now. Obviously, it's Leeds Wolves. We were just talking
0: game. about it.
1: Go on, scoreline. 6-4. <laughs> <laughs> Tony? 2 1 leagues. Yeah, uh, I've got no, sorry,
2: I've got 2 1 Wolves. 2 1 Wolves, okay, interesting. It is still nil-nil as well at the Hawthorns. Uh, do make sure you tune in to Match Day Live on LCFC TV on Thursday as Leicester kick off their European adventure against Ukrainian side Zoya Luhansk. But thank you very much for listening to Extra Time this evening.